Welcome to Come and See, your podcast for finding truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. With host and founder, Richard Case, and co-host and retreat leader, Kathy Riccone. Join us every weekday at this time to discuss news, spend time in the Word, and receive answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. And now your host, Richard Case. Well, welcome to our uh, uh, pod- podcast and broadcast uh, that uh, Living Waters is uh, putting on with uh, myself, Richard Case, who's the founder of the ministry, and Kathy Riccone, who's one of our leaders. Uh, we invite you, and the title of what we do is called Come and See, Finding Truth in a World of Chaos. Uh, and we'll describe what it is our purpose is and uh, why we've set this up and what we intend to do uh, over every day now uh, going forward. And we're real excited about this. And uh, Kathy Riccone is a leader in the ministry, and, and she's had an exciting time uh, uh, joining us in, in what we call giving it away, uh, receiving what God's given us as truth and sharing that with other people. Uh, and she's going to join me on these uh, broadcasts. So, Kathy, welcome. Uh, Thank you. And uh, why don't you tell tell the audience a little bit about uh, yourself? What uh, what's your background and what's what's uh, oh. going on in you with your life? Yeah. Thank you. Um, so, my name's Kathy Riccone. I live in New Hampshire. I am a mother of three. Used to be a teacher back in the day before I had kids. My kids are now getting on the older end of the spectrum. I have one who is married and working fully, fully employed. That's a victory. Um, he graduated in 2020. And I have one who's a sophomore at Gordon and I have a junior in high school. Um, so we have a, a busy household still, lots of fun going on here. Um, I have been with the Living Waters leadership team now for um, about four years. Is right. that right? Yeah. <laughs> about four years. And it has been such a blessing to me. So I am super excited to be a part of this podcast because um, just to be able to share with all of you these things that um, that God has taught us through Rich and Linda and their teachings, it, it is amazing. And I think you guys are just going to love it. Um, it's made such a difference in my life, in our lives. So. Yeah. yeah. And when you uh, joined uh, four years ago and you came to our uh, retreat, was, which was your first retreat. Yes. Uh, what would you say uh, God did it strike you to get you so excited about what you were learning and then, and then why you wanted to continue to give it away. I tell you what was so unique about this, the abide, the abide retreat is the one that Rich is talking about, which is, um, the original marriage, um, retreat talking about unity. And, um, what's so unique, I think about it is that a lot of times we have been told as Christians, you know, to put God at the center of our marriage, but we really have not been fully equipped to, to know what that looks like, how we make that happen. And um, so I think for us, it was just really phenomenal equipping of how to come together in unity and trusting. I know you're going to talk a lot about this, so I don't want to steal the thunder, but, <laughs> but learning um, that the same Holy Spirit lives in my husband that lives and so there, there's just this beautiful gift given in that covenant relationship between us that we have with the Holy Spirit as well. Yeah, that's um, right. To be able to come to unity and there's wisdom and guidance and leadership in that. And, um, and on a personal takeaway, as you guys get to know me better, you'll know personality quirks, good and bad in there. My biggest takeaway, my first retreat was that I did not need to be my husband's Holy Spirit. <laughs> um, <laughs> 
So that yeah. that was a lesson he really appreciated me learning too. So yeah, yeah, something we've all learned in our ministry is um, uh, enjoy life with your spouse and let the Holy Spirit, you know, guide and lead us together. Uh, we don't need to fix or change or make our own decisions about that. Absolutely. Um, uh, for us, um, I'm married. I've uh, been married uh, now. Kathy going on her fifty first year. Wow. Uh, in another uh, couple months. So past 50. Uh, we got married very, very young. I was 20. Linda was 18. Uh, and you'll get to meet Linda. We'll actually have her on as a guest. Uh, but we have three children and five grandchildren. We live in Castle Rock, uh, Colorado. Uh, so through the technology, uh, uh, Kathy and I are in the same studio in, in uh, different, <laughs> different states. Uh, so we'll continue to operate this way and uh, enjoy that. Uh, and as we are uh, developed our ministry, which it started in 2001, and uh, we'll go through uh, as time goes on, we'll be able to share with you, uh, particularly I think when we have Linda on, we'll share a little bit about the genesis of the ministry and uh, how that came to be and what happened with it. But uh, today we have 24 leaders around the country uh, that are leading retreats, actually, uh, actually in Europe and in uh, uh, Asia that are leading retreats uh, in groups of six to seven uh, couples or groups of singles uh, for the purpose of teaching them what it means to walk uh, with God and to uh, hear God's voice and to understand uh, making decisions together in accordance with God's will. Uh, and one thing that as we looked at that and discussed this over the last uh, two or three or four months, uh, uh, our ministry and, and Kathy and I looked at the chaos, and this is why we, we mm -hmm. consider, you know, finding truth in a world of chaos. The world is chaotic. Um, change everywhere. We've had COVID. We've had uh, election change. We've had uh, economic change. And um, the Christian community, as we've talked to people, uh, particularly when they went through the election cycle, uh, really got discouraged. Uh, they... Um, thought certain things were going to happen and they were even prophesied uh, mm -hmm. that they were going to happen and they didn't happen. And then they were prophesied again, that it didn't matter. It's still going to happen. Uh, and, and I talked to a lot of people, Kathy, uh, who's uh, either they together as a couple or spouses were really wrapped up into that. Uh, mm -hmm. of, yeah, me too. Uh, with the thought of, uh, well, God is going to return the government back to the way it used to be, mm -hmm. um, which is something interesting. And I always ask people, well, return it to what? Uh, what are you talking about? And what do you think you understand about that? Um, and uh, But they were convinced that politically, God was going to work to to restore uh, the movement away from, from God and away into you know, things that are very strange for us these days as believers, including, you know, even even getting to the point of persecution, uh, mm -hmm. telling people you can't you can't do this or you have to do this uh, in terms of representing our faith. Uh, and so they thought it was going to be a, a return to that, but it didn't happen. Um, and then mm -hmm. it became very discouraging because I thought, I thought, I thought, and I had my hope in that. And then when it didn't happen, the questions change. And the questions change, What? where's God? Um, how right. come God didn't do what I thought he was going to do? How come he hasn't stopped COVID? How come he uh, didn't give us uh, a nation that's going to return? And as we see it today, and we'll share this 
over time, there's lots of things going on in the world mm -hmm. that are attacking the very essence of belief, the very essence of godly living uh, that are coming against us uh, through the law, actually, and through the government. Uh, so we're going to deal with those kind of things. What does that mean? Because then what where that left people, Kathy, is uh, they got they got very discouraged and, and wondered then, are we relegated to this difficult life? And I guess has God abandoned us? Uh, and are we going to struggle with that? Um, what, mm -hmm. what kind of things did you hear and, and did you uh, experience with uh, people through this process? Yeah, I think for me, one of the most interesting things that I saw um, occurring for people was just this lots of hope, I guess, is the best way to put it. Um, in the midst of all the trials and the difficulties that have gone on, and there have been significant losses for so many people in the midst of all this, trying to find God and trying to see what is he really saying. And, um, and I think because truth is so hard to truly find right now, um, you hear the media on both sides of the spectrum, definitely feeding you the stories that they want you to hear. Yeah. And so what you find is a loss of hope and a lot of confusion. Right. And that's you, know, you and I have had this conversation that come and see finding truth in the chaos. There's one place that truth is. And so leading people back to Jesus, this is, I know this is your heartbeat and doing this is okay. How do we come back to who the father is and learning to hear his voice so that when all of this chaos, which is not stopping anytime soon, is going on around us, we land on hope, we land on truth, we know how to navigate it. Right. And um, and I think that's something, and, and you guys will find as you get to know Rich and you hear him, he is a wealth of wisdom and, um, and has a lot of life experience um, that he brings to the table here just to help you navigate the news that's going on around as well. But even more beautifully than that, how does that align with scripture and what do we do with that? And how do we as believers get to hear from God ourselves on how to, um, handle what we're in the midst of in right. this chaotic world. That's right. And as the, uh, you know, again, the average uh, person out there, a uh, believer, um, had had certain thoughts, certain hopes, certain expectations. Mm -hmm. um, this is the way I thought life was going to go uh, culturally and economically and uh, within the, you know, the nation. Um, and because of what happened, uh, that there's lots of discouragement uh, the question yeah, that everyone has really right now is, well, now what? Mm -hmm. um, what do I do going forward? Because it looks to me like the world is, is not going to get better. Matter of fact, it's going to get worse. Um, mm -hmm. And since it's going to get worse, well, now what should I do as a believer? And that's where the question ends. Mm -hmm. because that's where the that's what we're dealing with with the confusion uh is i have a question legitimate question well right. not now what um <laughs> but i don't know where to go with that uh mm -hmm. so you've got churches that are drifting away uh from the essence of truth um there's confusion there there's uh how do i make decisions relative to the life that i'm called to be or the community i'm called to be in how do we make decisions? How do we understand what to do next? Now what? And we don't know. Right. Uh, and the reason uh, is that uh, we haven't taught people how to uh, get to the level of uh, following God who says, well, I have an answer for that. Mm -hmm. uh, and it's very personal. 
uh, and it's for you and your 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 uh, marriage or your uh, relationships, your community, your family. Uh, and um, I can tell you the answer to that question, which we which we all have. Mm-hmm. Um, and how do we sort out through the chaos and all the different voices, like you mentioned, that are giving us, and we're not even sure what's true anymore. Right, uh, right. So how do we sort that out to then follow uh, God and to understand things? And I'll just give you a simple example. Uh, a big question right now uh, amongst believers is, uh, should I take the vaccine? Mm, yeah. Um, and there's people on one side of it to say absolutely not, and here's all the reasons why. Uh, and by the way, they're legitimate. Uh, and then the other people on the other side say absolutely yes, and here's the reasons why. Mm-hmm. Um, uh, and this is an example of how God works, is that we look for uh, universal answers. Could somebody out there uh, that, quote, has the answer, tell me the answer, and then I'll just follow that answer? <laughs> um, uh, well, that's not so today because you're getting it from both sides. And you actually get into debates. I know even even couples that have had debates about this, where the, where the wife wanted to and the husband didn't want to, and they were struggling with no and yes, no, yes, um, and they didn't know, and they, they looked for information and couldn't get it. Mm-hmm. Uh, so then they're relegated to you know, guessing or deciding one way or the other on their own. And what we're going to show you uh, over these days and weeks is that you can absolutely have the answer, and the answer is unique to you. Right. So that uh, there will be some believers that God will say, no, I don't want you to take this vaccine. There will be other believers that God will say, yes, I do want you to take this vaccine uh, because he knows the truth. And interesting enough, the outcome is going to be the same. He said, he said, um, (laughs) because do you trust me for your health? Do you trust me to provide you a grand life? Um, and I know the steps to get you to that place, uh, what, what I would like you to do and what I want to do. So um, there's no universal answer to that question. Uh, legitimate question, uh, something that's on the forefront of everybody's thoughts right now. Uh, and now it's a matter of, well, we'll show you how to go to God right. to begin to um, receive those kind of answers uh, because you start to realize it's unique. And here's a really cool thing about that. Uh, when you start to realize that, uh, it takes away the judgment factor mm-hmm. between between spouses, for one thing, and between you and other people. Right. Uh, because you realize, well, I'm not God, and I'm not directing their life. Uh, rather, God is. And so if they come to an agreement and, and see, well, this is God's will for me, mm-hmm. see, my reaction is, well, Hallelujah. Uh, now, it may be completely opposite of what God told me. Right. Uh, uh, and I don't, it doesn't bother me uh, because right. my, my, my life isn't intended to give out a series of uh, absolutes that you should. Mm-hmm. Um, well, that's up to God. Um, right. And he can answer things because he knows what he's up to. I do know one thing. If he tells you to take the vaccine, uh, he's going to protect you and give you health from that vaccine. If he tells you not right. to take the vaccine, guess what? Same thing. You need thing. to listen. <laughs> same same thing. I'm going to give you health, and I'm going to I'm going to protect you and give you a grand right. life. Right. The outcome the outcome is the same uh, because of who God is, and that's what we begin we begin to trust. 
Right. Well, and I think the other thing in that is there's a sweetness in the process of asking. I know personally, um, we wrestled through that in our household of really praying through um, because of different health issues and everything else. You know, are we supposed to get the vaccine? Are we not supposed to get it? And, um, and we took the approach that that was not a universal answer for our household either. It was, okay, we're praying if Dan's going to get it, we're praying if Anna's going to get it, we're praying right. if I'm going to get it, you know, across the board and taking that to God and just letting him lead in that. Um, the sweet thing with that too, that I think a lot of people will resonate with is when you do that and then you do hear from him and he gives you a promise, a direction that is accompanied by a promise, the fear is removed. And so no longer, you know, we, we all agreed, this is, we were in unity and agreed. This is what God has said for each of us. We followed through with that. And now we are sitting in a place where we're not fearful of the what ifs and any of that. We know if this is what he called his will is best done better. So this is where we're sitting and he has purpose for it. Right. Right. And the freedom from the fear, I think a lot of people are really, you know, they need to learn how to hear God's voice so that they can step back and fear no longer has a place. Absolutely. Um, and uh, as we go through these uh, uh, days and weeks, um, one of the things that we actually encourage you to do uh, is to uh, uh, ask questions mm -hmm. uh, and to send us in these, these issues that you've got on a personal level um, so that we can... Uh, speak to them. We can advise you on how to seek answers to these things. Um, and we'd love to have you uh, seek questions. So uh, I put up on the screen there that uh, on the YouTube uh, channel, there's always room for comments. So you can put the comments there, uh, which we'd urge you to do and love for you to do. Uh, and then we'll uh, uh, gather those and then we'll answer them in future broadcasts. And then for those that are listening, uh, you can send an email. We have a special email with our ministry. It's called questions at afjministry.com. Questions at afjministry.com. Uh, and you can email and we'll collect them, uh, process them. And we'll, we're going to spend uh, each broadcast as we get this. We've just started this, so we know we don't have any uh, exact questions right now, but we will. Uh, we'll spend time every broadcast taking some of these questions mm -hmm. uh, and responding to you personally of the very issues of your, of your life that you would like to seek some wisdom to, which is, by the way, one of the beautiful things we do in our ministry uh, is that we uh, uh, come together with our leaders, come together with people that are being led uh, into the retreats, and they got questions, uh, mm -hmm. and they get stuck, and they, they need some assistance. Uh, and what we'll do is help you with that as you seek God's answers, and we're going to show you how to do that. Um, one of the big uh, things that we've talked about uh, as we start to answer that question of now what uh, is, well, how do I go to God and actually get answers? Mm -hmm. uh, again, most people, uh, and this is part of the confusion uh, because, well, I read the Bible. Um, okay. Um, are you understanding what you're reading? Is God applying what, what you're reading to him? Or is it just an intellectual thing and I'm trying to perform to those mm -hmm. things, which by the way, the more I try to, the, the least likely I can do it. And then I get discouraged with that, which is why a lot of people don't get into the word uh, a lot. Uh, or I'm going to my pastor, I'm going to church, I'm going to friends. Uh, and I haven't gotten any clarity <laughs> beyond the chaos <laughs> I'm, already, I'm already in. Um, so that uh, what we're going to do is say there's an absolute way that you can... Uh, learn what it means to uh, hear God's voice and walk with him. So 
Uh, we're going to get into that first, uh, and we'll, we'll go to a, a scripture that uh, Jesus used, uh, John 15, uh, 1 through 5. And this is uh, during his, uh, what they call the upper room discourse, uh, where he was teaching his disciples uh, the important things that he's been talking to him about for all these three years, and he's summarizing them to say, now here's important things, particularly as he describes the Holy Spirit and the role of the Spirit, which again, uh, on a side note, by the way, that's chaotic all by itself uh, <laughs> because there's such strange stuff that goes on under the name of the Holy Spirit that a lot of people just say, eh, I don't want anything to do with it. Um, right. And, so and in they, the midst of that, they miss out on the power yeah. of the Holy Spirit and the gift of it. Yeah. And, and just a simple thing, by the way, of um, uh, the fact that uh, who do we have within us? The Holy Spirit. The Holy Spirit. Yeah. So, yeah. He, so he's there. And um, as I was processing that with God one day, by the way, um, uh, he uh, uh, said, well, ask people, what do you think I'm doing? Mm. Um, and a lot of people basically said, I don't know. Right. Um, and I guess he's waiting to take me to heaven when I, when I die, you know, and he said, no, he's a living God active in you and he's got a purpose. And mm -hmm. as you see here, he wants to speak to you. He wants to yeah. communicate with you. And the way we've learned it and the way we've approached it, it isn't strange something strange and you go off into the emotional side of it. It's rather a biblical process mm -hmm. of uh, the life of God that he wants us to live. So uh, let's look at this first one. And, and uh, he uses this analogy of the vine and the vineyard uh, that uh, Christ said, spiritual life is really represented by this beautiful analogy that he knew really, really well. And by the way, it hasn't changed in 2000 years. So the way of, of growing grapes in the way of making wine has not changed in 2000 years. A uh, little bit of more sophistication lately, but it's still the same and, and the ingredients hold up. Uh, and Jesus said, this is the way that I want you to understand uh, what it means to live this uh, spiritual life. Uh, so uh, let's go ahead and, and read that, Kathy, if you would, John 15, sure. one to five. I am the true vine and my father is the vine dresser. Every branch in me that does not bear fruit, he takes away. And every branch that does bear fruit, he prunes that it may bear more fruit. Already you are clean because of the word that I have spoken to you. Abide in me and I in you, as the branch cannot bear fruit by itself unless it abides in the vine. Neither can you unless you abide in me. I am the vine, you are the branches. Whoever abides in me and I in him he it is that bears much fruit for apart from me, you can do nothing. Yep. So um, uh, as you look at this uh, example that he wrote, and by the way, uh, Jesus knew this really well. I've led tours, uh, Kathy, over in uh, Israel. I uh, want to do one of those yes, someday. <laughs> yeah. uh, as soon as it open up, opens up, we're going to do another one. Um, but we've gone over there and we went to Nazareth uh, and we actually see where Jesus grew up. Um, and we actually could could physically see the vineyards that he would have tended, uh, the place where he stomped the grapes uh, mm -hmm. and uh, went from you know grapes into juice, and then where they uh, fermented it to make wine. And there's an actual place where he did this. So it was mm -hmm. really exciting to to realize that he knew this really really well growing up as a kid. Uh, he learned all about this, and then he applied it spiritually. Uh, so the first thing he says is. Um, 
the vine. Uh, Kathy, who's the vine? It says, I am the vine. So Jesus is talking. Yeah. Jesus is the vine. Jesus is the vine. And what does the vine do? The vine is the whole source of life. Yeah. Everything flows through it. Yeah. yeah. So it's the nutrition. It provides the, the life, mm -hmm. the spiritual and uh, powerful life uh, that is coming from the vine, who is Christ himself. Mm -hmm. um, and then he says, the vine dresser uh, is who? That's God the Father. God the Father. Uh, yeah. And what does the vine dresser do? I love this. The, the vine dresser literally does everything. Directs traffic altogether, makes all of the choices. If you look at the vineyard, he literally chooses the grapes that are going to be grown. He weeds the garden. He knows when to water it, um, when he's going to harvest, all of these things. But he he is the decision maker. And that's an important thing for me. That's a big thing to remember, that it's not all of my own decisions. Right, right. And how many how many decisions does he make? All of them. <laughs> Every last one. Yeah, see, he makes all of them. Uh, so nobody else in the vineyard, uh, they might do some work uh, and they might follow his instructions, but mm -hmm. there isn't anybody else that makes the decisions. And this is what, as we go back to the fundamental question that we, we started with is, well, now what? Mm -hmm. uh, well, God says, well, I have, I have decisions. I have I have things I need you to walk into to fulfill what I'm doing uh, and to and for your benefit. Right. Uh, because, and that's why it's so important. We know how to go to him. Right. And we learn how to listen. Yeah, yeah. absolutely. Uh, and let let God be the vine dresser. OK, the branches mm -hmm. are who? This was probably the biggest or one of the biggest takeaways I had when I learned this. The branch is us and it has only one job. And our only job is to stay connected to the vine. Yeah. <laughs> the uh, one and only job. <laughs> yeah. Um, how, how well do we do at that? <laughs> uh, not so well. <laughs> yeah. it's, it's pretty easy for us to try to take on many other things and to try to be the vine dresser ourselves. Yeah. And, and that's the problem uh, is that, yeah. um, see, we think of God as out there somewhere who's written to us uh, the word Mm -hmm. and said, here's the word, good luck, do the best job you can, figure it out yourself, uh, develop your own plan, and you make your own decisions, and then ask me to bless or not bless them. Mm -hmm. um, and God said, well, that's, that's not how it works. Um, I'm the vine dresser. I make the decisions because I've got it all mm -hmm. planned out because I have the power to deliver it. So right. it's not just maneuvering through this chaos it's actually God changing the chaos to bring order in our life, uh, which mm -hmm. is going to be beautiful. Let, you know, let God be the vine dresser. And the problem we have is, well, I want to be the vine dresser. I've right. got a plan. I've got answers. I want to run it my way. Um, uh, just dealing with a couple uh, that uh, uh, just even this morning, uh, struggling over the whole aspect of how to handle uh, living with COVID. Mm -hmm. um, and spot one spouse wants one way and one spouse wants the other way. Um, and they're battling over that, uh, because oh, they, wow. they each have their plan. Right. Um, and well, this is what I think we should do. And here's why. And they have evidence from different sources. As you mm -hmm. know, the world is full of information. You uh, can get a source that'll support any opinion you want. Right. And then <laughs> I want to do this. Um, and so they're struggling with is causing lots of contention uh, in our family about, well, what do we do? How do we even handle COVID? Do we go out? Do we not go out? Do we stay home all the mm -hmm. time? Uh, what are all the things we do? 
and they're and they're living in chaos and they're living in acrimony. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God says, "Well, if you would let me be the vine dresser, I'll tell you the answer. By the way, which is unique to you. Mm-hmm. Um, let me be the vine dresser. You be the branch, and the branch has to uh, be connected. Mm-hmm. Um, and he he says that uh, if you do this, there's a result. What's the, what's the mm-hmm. result? Fruit. Fruit. That we will bear fruit. Yeah. Yeah." Uh, I will, he will, we will bear fruit and fruit you can look at in, uh, in two fundamental ways. Uh, and it's described in scripture. Uh, you know, we've read the, the verse, the fruit of the spirit, uh, by the way, that's a singular noun, not multiple, not fruits of mm-hmm. the spirit, fruit of the spirit is love, joy, peace, patience, kindness, gentleness, self-control. Uh, what is that speaking to? Well, it's speaking to your transformation mm-hmm. of, of your soul of what's called your heart or your soul, the essence of who you are. Uh, so fruit will be taking the woundedness. Uh, I was dealing with another couple, uh, Kathy, the, uh, the wife, was explaining um, actually a hardness uh, mm-hmm. toward uh, Christianity. She's a Christian, she's a believer, but she's living in hardness, uh, particularly about anything spiritual, because as a kid, she was involved in a... Uh, what they called a super spiritual church and uh, the pastor abused her physically. Um, So she's wounded with that. Um, Mm -hmm. And she's carrying that with her because it's causing her to be hard toward any, anything about, I don't know. I've never seen God do anything for me. uh, So I'm resistant to that. Um, Right. Well, God says, if you bear, if you abide in the vine, I'll transform that. And, mm-hmm. and, I, and, and in the way he does it is I'm not going to uh, have you manage it better. So it's not like you just get by and manage it better, but rather I'll, I'll actually heal you so that mm-hmm. it no longer has any, any uh, problem with you at all. It doesn't yeah. bother you at all because uh, yeah. I, I will heal you. I love that you're saying that because I think um, so many times when we think of fruit, we tend to go um, directly to task-oriented things, <laughs> and and I know that's that is part of fruit. There there are some task-oriented things that God does through fruit, obviously, but I think there is such a, a beautiful part of what He wants to do in in us personally, as far as transformation goes. That goes not only with what you're talking about with healing. Um, some of the emotional scars that we have and different things that he wants to walk us through that process to restoration and not just managing and, and making do and kind of getting through it, but having victory over and through. And I think that is also true um, in terms of fruit of him over when he, you know, when he talks about, he came to defeat our sin. Right. And, and I think so many times we think he came to manage our sin. Right. Right. And, and that fruit of the abiding is also not only is it just the complete healing, but it is also that he will set us free from our sin patterns, that yeah. these aren't things we have to live in forevermore and just manage. That's not settling to be managed. That's right. That's right. And, uh, and then the other aspect of fruit, um, and he says that if you abide in me and my words abide in you, which we'll, we'll study a little bit later, uh, you can ask whatever you wish and it shall be done. Uh, mm-hmm. And what God can do, see, is uh, he can change. One of the fruit that we experience of their abiding is to uh, have transformation of our life through changed circumstances. 
because mm-hmm. he can change circumstances. He's superior to our circumstances and he can bring things about that are in line with his beautiful will that he wants to give us. Uh, and he said, one of the fruit is to enjoy what I'm about ready to do for you mm-hmm. uh, in circumstantially. So it's going to be healing internally and starting to live in freedom from real, mm-hmm. real burdens. And by the way, the burdens, yeah. burdens are there and they're with everybody. And then secondly is, well, you got, you got challenges in life. Uh, I'm sure one of the questions about the economics from COVID uh, to some of our listeners is, well, it's impacted my business. Uh, and what do I do now? Uh, right. Exactly. Now what? And see, God says, well, I have an answer for that. Uh, let me show you that answer. And one of the things is do, I'm going to lead you into a series of circumstances to guide you into what my beautiful will is because I can, I can lead this and guide this. Um, and through that, the result is fruit, uh, more fruit, much fruit, beautiful fruit. Mm-hmm. Uh, now, um, he, he says you have a choice to make. What's the choice we have to make? Well, we have the choice to abide with him or not. Yeah. To stay connected, to seek his will or, or to not, to do our own thing and think we know better. Yeah. So he makes, uh, he makes it clear in this scripture and then throughout scripture that um, your life uh, is, is, has a choice to make. Are you going to live in the flesh, what he calls self-centeredness? You decide your own. You be the vine dresser. Mm-hmm. Or are you going to follow me and abide with me and let me be the vine dresser? Right. Um, and there's a choice you have to make. And uh, because we're a believer, and this is where a lot of people, uh, Kathy, almost everybody coming to our retreat uh, has a, a skepticism mm-hmm. uh, with, well, yeah, but uh, God didn't do this thing. He didn't answer my mm-hmm. prayer. I'm struggling. I'm having difficulty uh, I prayed for God to take it away and it doesn't happen. Mm-hmm. Um, I had this thing happen to me and um, I thought God was in control. Uh, mm-hmm. And it's not a good thing. It's not a positive thing. Um, and and so there's, a, uh, there's two things that are said. One is, I guess that's the way I'm supposed to live and accept this struggling life. And mm-hmm. well, we're sinners and uh, life is going to be tough. So I guess I just wait until we get to heaven and, and we'll see here that Jesus said, no, I want you to give mm-hmm. you this, this beautiful life now. And then um, secondly is uh, underneath it all, when you start talking to them, uh, they say, um, I don't even understand how come God doesn't give me a better life. I don't get it. I don't mm-hmm. understand. I thought I, I thought I was as a believer it's automatic that I'm going to have a beautiful life. And he says right here, see, it's not automatic. Um, it's your choice to either follow me and let me be the vine dresser, or are you going to go off on your own? And he says, because of free will, which is a beautiful element actually of his nature, he says, I'll let you. Mm-hmm. Uh, I'll let you fail if you want to. Uh, I invite you to the good stuff but it's a choice you have to make because he, he makes a very emphatic statement. Apart from me, you can do nothing. Absolutely nothing. <laughs> yeah. Apart from me, you can do nothing. The word there is, is strong. It's nil, nothing, zip, zero, absolutely nothing. Uh, now, as I talk to people, we just had a retreat this last weekend and I asked this question. Um, what do you think about that verse? What's your reaction to that verse? And And the comments were, uh, you know, I'm not so sure that's true because, um, 
I don't know anything about abiding and I haven't seen, you know, us abide or other people abide. And I know we're doing stuff. Right. Well, and we live in a culture that really, really emphasizes us doing stuff, you know, that self, you know, being self-confident, being able to do things and very, very self-reliant and able to produce. And so it's, you know, there's a lot of cultural norms coming against this concept of humility because really this verse is humility in a nutshell because we need to recognize our proper place in respect to who he is. That's right. Right. Uh, And so there's a disconnect with, well, it looks like I'm doing a lot of things and I see a lot of people doing good things and, um, it can't be nothing. Mm-hmm. Uh, and God said, actually, it's it's nothing. Because, uh, and look at it in a really simple way. And that is, uh, God says, I have a, a plan for you. I have a, a direction, a path for you to walk in. And that's where the fruit is going to occur according to the vine dresser's purpose, which is his kingdom, which is giving it away to other people for you to enjoy life. And in the very, very, very best. Uh, mm-hmm. And he says, uh, you can go off and do things uh, and there'll be some uh, activity that you could look at and say, well, that's good activity, right. but it's not the fruit that I have for you. Because apart right. from me, you can do nothing. Nothing. Uh, so, and if you really grabbed a hold of that, then uh, your question you know, should be, okay, let's say you're right then your question should be, well, how do I learn how to do that? Mm-hmm. Um, and we're gonna, that's what we're going to teach you, uh, is right. uh, how do I learn how to do that? Uh, and, uh, and also, by the way, uh, and I'll throw up on the screen our website, um, you can go to our website, and we've got right now uh, uh, five courses, soon to be nine courses uh, that people could watch and use in their small groups to start to learn this, one of one of which is called Abiding in the Vine. Um, mm-hmm. So you could actually go through the course uh, and go through the web, go to the website and, and uh, log on and, and then uh, register for it. Uh, and then you can take that course either personally or with your group uh, to learn what it means to uh, uh, abide in him. So we have, uh, if you're excited about these things, there's lots of courses that we're starting to offer uh, for you to go to. Um, and as we look at uh, abiding, uh, he made a comment in there. He said, I prune back uh, uh, the branches for the purpose of producing fruit. Mm-hmm. What, what kind of branches does he prune? All of them, actually. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. So, yeah, the, so because... the, the ones that are not connected, that are dead, mm-hmm. he discards those. Um, right. But the ones that he prunes and cuts back uh, are what we call healthy branches. Branches that mm-hmm. are being connected uh, to the vine, but he needs to cut them back. Um, and in this regard, uh, pruning isn't changing your nature. It's cutting you back from the growth, the the bounty of what's happening to you. Right. Uh, and really what you're talking about here is the concept of margin. Right. And I know there's, there's a lot of good teaching you have. Um, to talk about margin. What I'm wondering, Rich, looking at the time is if we want to continue this conversation tomorrow and pick up where we left off here with talking about margin and, and, and continuing on with abiding. Yes. 
Yep. So we'll, uh, there's a lot more to cover. We can't, we can't get this in just this little amount of time. <laughs> we'll, come, we'll come back to that, um, and uh, talk about margin. And, uh, and again, as we, uh, and I'll throw that up again, that, uh, as you have questions, uh, and you want to know more about it, or you want to apply something personally, uh, again, you can make the comment on the YouTube uh, channel that you're watching. Uh, or in the podcast, uh, send it to our uh, special email, questions at afjministry.com, uh, questions at afjministry.com. Mm -hmm. uh, and uh, we'd love to receive them and, and process those things with you. Uh, and uh, we're going to talk more about uh, the depth of abiding and how to, how to about go about it. And we'll pick up next time he's to say, Kathy, we'll talk a little bit about uh, margin. How, how are you doing at margin? <laughs> That's a conversation for enough. Oh, oh, okay. All right. All right. So uh, we may need to revisit that, but, <laughs> but I tell you what, let me just encourage everyone here. You know, we are brand new to doing this podcast and broadcast, um, and excited to bring this material to you guys. If you are finding it useful and encouraging, absolutely. Um, be a friend and tell a friend, um, and pass it on so that we can just continue to grow this ministry. And I think we're going to have a lot of fun over, over the coming weeks and months and years, um, really fleshing some of these things out and getting to know you guys as you get to know us. And ultimately, as we all step back to hear what the father has to say. Right. Yep. Yeah. We appreciate that. So we, uh, uh, we've enjoyed our time together. Uh, let me just pray father. We just are, are excited. Thank you for the opportunity we're going to have to help people find uh, truth in a, in a very chaotic world as they come and see. Um, they're coming with a healthy uh, view. Uh, well, what exactly is this? And are they, uh, is it really biblical? And is it really going to be true? And as you know, it is. So we just pray that they'll have a heart to hear and that it will start to really change lives uh, in a major way. So we praise you for that now in Christ's name. Amen. Amen. Well, we'll, see, we'll see you next time and, uh, and we'll look, look forward to seeing you again. Thanks. Thank you for joining us for today's episode of Come and See, your podcast for truth in a world of chaos. Brought to you by All for Jesus Living Waters Ministry. Send us your questions and comments and tune in tomorrow for more answers to your personal questions about living life in God's truth. Remember, God's will is best and none better. His truth brings peace in this world of chaos.